In the resurrection, we have great victory. Uh, the resurrection meant a lot to us as believers. Just as his sonship and our second birth means a lot, the blood means a lot, the resurrection means a lot for us as believers. And you will see how passionate the Apostle Paul with the great revelation that God has given him spoke about that, about the resurrection. He, he did not spare uh, those who denied the resurrection. He was not going to have it. You know, and we need to uphold these foundations of our faith. We cannot compromise it. We cannot, no, 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 we cannot. So Jesus was not just killed, maybe by hanging or something like that. Maybe they put something around his neck and they hang him. No, he was crucified on the cross of Calvary. There he bled. There he shed his blood. Very classical, very important, very fundamental to our faith. But now let's look at the resurrection again. The resurrection. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Am I there myself? Sorry. I think I was in 2 Corinthians. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I'm going to take a reading from verse 12. I'll take the reading from verse 12, and I will read a bit, just for us to understand the context of the resurrection and the power therein, and what that means to us as believers. Verse 12. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching, just like my preaching this morning, is empty. It has no power. It has nothing in it. Any preaching, any teaching that denies the resurrection of Jesus has nothing in it. Take it from me. It doesn't matter how, how sound, high sounding it is. It doesn't matter how convincing it is. If it denies the resurrection of Christ, that is, it is empty. Empty. Nothing in it. Let's go home. And your faith is also empty. This so-called Christian faith is nothing. Remove the resurrection from it, it is nothing. You are left with empty, empty noise, empty preaching, empty confession, empty proclamation, because they hold no water. Yes, and we have found false witnesses of God. Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up. If, in fact, 
the dead do not rise. If the dead, if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. And that is crucial. Wherever the resurrection of Jesus Christ is denied, sin remains. Hallelujah. Because if he just died and he shed his blood and he did not ascend to present that blood offering before the throne of mercy, then there's yet no forgiveness for sin. Amen. Then also those who have fallen asleep or died in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. Because if Christ did not resurrect, then there's no hope of resurrection for us. If Christ, who we are following, did not rise from the dead, then we also, we are condemned to the grave. We are condemned to shame. But because he has risen, then we shall rise, we shall also rise. We shall see that scripture shortly. What he said, maybe I should just quote it without reading it. John 14, verse 19, you can read it on your own. He said, a little while you will see me, in a little while you wouldn't see me. But because, in a little while you will not see me, but in a little while you will see me. And because I live, you will live also. Because I live, you will live also. You will live on the ground of my own resurrection life. Brothers and sisters, our life in Christ is tied to his resurrection. Our life in Christ is tied to the power of his resurrection. May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. We are emphasizing this thing because these are the things some people and some Religious leader, who I would actually say, well, maybe opinion leaders <laughs> will are asking us to say, let's put it aside. If that is what is causing trouble, let us put it aside. We cannot. Hallelujah. The next bit we are saying is, but now, glory be to God. I like that. Christ is risen from the dead. I thought somebody would say hallelujah to that. And has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also comes the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. That's our hope. If death is passed from Adam to all of us, then by the resurrection of Christ, life is already bequeathed on us and that eternal life. Hallelujah. Over which the second death has no power. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we go further. Uh, it says, yeah, what you know, yes, but each one in his own order. 
Christ the first fruit. Afterward, those, afterward, those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. Amen. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his rule. The last enemy that will be defeated is death. Even physical death will be defeated eventually. Amen. But the second death is already abolished for us. Those of us who are in Christ, the second death, forget about it. Amen. It is not your portion. It is not my portion. Amen. It is not your role to be in hell. It is Amen. not your, 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 your portion to be in the lake of fire. That Amen. has been defeated. You are, you are exempted for that in Christ Jesus. That Amen. is not your end. Hallelujah. We have Amen. a certain end. There are those who felt by the time they die, God will weigh what they have done, whether it is good or bad, and put it on a balance. And then whichever one, if it tilts this way, then you are done for. If it tilts this other way, then you have escaped. It's not going to be like that at all. Amen. Every believer must be assured of eternal life right now. Amen. You know where you are going. You know where you have come from and you know where you are going. And what guarantees that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we can see it shortly. Amen. So it says, that's the last enemy that will be defeated is death. Because even death himself, death and hell, the Bible says, will be cast into the lake of fire. Oh, no. Amen. Amen. What a mighty God. It says, for he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things put under him, it is evident that he who puts all things under him is exempted. That is talking about God the Father. Now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who has put all things under his feet. That is God. That God may be all in all. Amen. Amen. On account of this, let's go to verse 50. Even if you're just reading the scriptures today, let's just enjoy reading the Bible verses and let the Bible, let the scripture speak to us from verse 50. Now this I say then, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Hallelujah. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall it be brought to pass. This is where I'm really going. The saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Even death will be swallowed up in victory. Amen. And look at it. Oh, death, where is your sting? Who hid this or hell? Where is your victory? For the sting of death is sin. You know the blood take, took care of that. And the strength of sin is the law from which we have been delivered. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord 
Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's exactly what we are talking about. The argument of the, about the resurrection is that at the end of the day, through his resurrection, victory has been bequeathed to you. Victory has been bequeathed to me. Hallelujah. Amen. The resurrection bequeaths victory to every believer, everyone who believes in Jesus. To them, victory has been given. Hallelujah. Amen. It's part of our inheritance. It's part of our heritage that victory is already ours. Amen. Amen. Is that first point of argument clear to us? Mm -hmm. That in the resurrection is our victory. In the resurrection is our hope. Otherwise, all these things that we are doing, we can as well pack them up. But God forbid, because we know and we know that the Son of God came, he died mm -hmm. on the cross of Calvary, shed his own blood, and he rose again after the, on the third day. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And it's risen up to the right hand of majesty on high. Mm -hmm. Sitting at the right, seated at the right hand of God the Father, Hallelujah. waiting until all his enemies have been made disposed to. Mm -hmm. That's the story of the resurrection. And we need to believe it. Because it certainly means a lot, lot for us. Not just when we get to heaven alone, but even here and now, the resurrection means a lot to us. Even in our, in our fight of faith, the resurrection means a lot for us. Let's look at one of the things that Jesus achieved in that. Hebrews chapter 2, which you all know that I like so much. I like Hebrews chapter 2. And I'm sure somebody will say, well, just like any other passage of the scripture. Yes, that's true. But let's see Hebrews chapter 2. At this moment, uh, Hebrews 2, Hebrews 2. In Hebrews 2, I'll just jump to verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death, that is the devil. and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Hallelujah. In the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are eternally released from the fear of death. Because Jesus did not even just defeat death, he defeated him who once held the key of death and hell. Amen. What happened was that those of us who are living today should live free of the fear of death. Fear of death incapacitates, I tell you. Until a man is broken from it, until you come to a point where you say, look, like Paul, in, whether in living or in dying, we are Christ." When you come to that point, the devil knows that you have, you, have, you have won. 
this fear of death, death, death should stop. Because whether in living or in dying, we are Christ. Amen. That may look a little, say that little confession, yes, is victory. You remember? Because what happened is that those who continue to be tied down in the fear of death without living above it, without saying above it, what it happens is that it hinders you from being who you ought to be. It limits your expression. It limits your ability to freely manifest the glory, the grace of God over your life. Where you ought to go, the enemy will say, if you go there, you'll be killed. Where you ought to be, the enemy threatens you again with fear of death. And that's why Paul said, no, 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 no. He said, none of this thing moved me. I'm not only ready to suffer, I'm ready to die. Wow, what is saints? Do you know how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who did not even see Christ die? Who did not even witness the New Testament? Do you know how they overcame Pharaoh? Um, sorry, how they overcame Nebuchadnezzar? I hope you know how they overcame was, look, Mr. King, you want us to worship your golden image because of fear of death, because all that was making people to do it was because if you don't do it, we'll throw you into fire, death, isn't it? And those men lived beyond their age. They said, Mr. King, Mr. King, sorry, we are not even careful. In fact, we, we decide not to be respectful of you in this matter. That's what it means. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us even from this. However, let's quickly, let's push it further. If he decides not to deliver us, even with that, we will still not bow. So you better choose what you want to do. It's either you let us go or you do what you want to do. Nothing has changed us. And I'm pleading that all of us, me, including me, and each and every one of you, Will, will, will have this boldness, this kind of faith quickened inside of us in Jesus' name. Because it was what made these people to quench the violence of fire. They did it. May we have people like that who say, no, there's no point threatening our lives. The worst you can do is to kill this physical body. But you cannot kill our soul. You cannot kill our spirits. I hope you know that this is what is, is sustaining the move of God. The brothers and sisters in some part of the world today, we are professing the faith means you can be killed. You can die. And they still chose to say, we will believe this. So that even if our physical body is destroyed. We have a hope that transcends this world. That is victory. How would they say so? If not because they had a solid faith in the resurrection. That life does not end here. We almost settle that in our mind. If we want to live a victorious life here that keeps glorifying God, the fear of death has to be buried. 
the fear of God of death has to go on the basis that Jesus died and he rose again. Compromise is all about fear of death. Am I lying? Am I not saying the truth? Yes. So we must believe it. We must go to that extent. I know those of us who live in this environment, you know, that may not necessarily mean too much for us, but those who live in the heart of persecution, whether where it is deny and leave or maintain your faith and die, this is what keeps them going. Just this simple truth. And they became men like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I'm believing God that we will be liberated and freed from the fear of death forever and ever, knowing that Christ has conquered death. The power of the grave has been taken away. There is victory already for us. It is not always, let me quickly say this, that we will be spared physical death. It is not always. But there is a hope that is greater, that goes beyond this life. And that's the, that, is, that is the greatest access that every believer has. For Christ in you is the hope of glory. based on his resurrection. Before then, before the resurrection, the devil thought he had held everyone captive. He thought there's no way man can ever escape from his hand. But when Jesus rose from the dead, he knew he lost his all. He knew he has no control over any soul who has given themselves to Christ. He has no control over them anymore. He knows that you and I who have confessed Christ and continue to believe in him, he knows that he has no control over our lives anymore. He doesn't determine our destiny. He, does, he has no stay in our destiny. I pray that all of us will believe this in Jesus' name. There's too much fear of what the devil can do or what he cannot do. No, 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 no. We must know that when Jesus died and rose from the dead, that day that he rose from the dead, he regained all authority, all power, all sovereignty, that those who put their trust in him, their life is guaranteed for all eternity, both here till eternity. May this quicken true faith inside of each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at what Jesus said concerning himself. So that's one of the purpose why, why he came. The hope of eternal life. The hope of eternity. With Jesus. It's a liberating truth. It's a liberating truth. May we live by it in Jesus' name. Because I live, you will live also. What did Jesus say? Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. 
In Revelation chapter 1, when John saw him, he declared something which is what the resurrection offers us. It says, and I'm reading verse 17, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his hand, but he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the, I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. I have the key. I have the authority. I have the control over Hades and over death. Since the day of the resurrection and the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ to heaven, he has never lost that key. He will not lose it. It's forever in his hand. So it's out of the hand of the enemy to determine the destiny, the end of any one of us. It's not in his hand. It's not. May this truth sink deep in our hearts in Jesus' name. It's a most liberating truth you can hear. Let's go about in the confession of the resurrection. And you know that when we confess to the resurrection, to the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, marvelous things even happened in this world. Let me show you. When we speak about the resurrection with power, because you know what the resurrection meant? Jesus Christ died for three days. Is all his organs were dead. I hope you knew. He was dead, dead. His brain, dead. His kidneys, dead. His lungs, dead. All his cells, dead. But do you know what the power of resurrection did? And that's one thing we must always trust in. That wherever the power of resurrection is made manifest, there is bound to be restoration. There is bound to be recovery. There is bound to be new lives, springing even from that which has been dead. Oh, you remember when Jesus in John 11 went to the grave, uh, before he even got to the graveside of uh, Lazarus, I'm the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, though they were dead, they will rise again. And those who are alive and believe in me, they will never die. They will never die. He declared that. And as part of that declaration, Lazarus was raised from the dead. Because the resurrection and the life himself was made manifest in that place. And anywhere the resurrection is pronounced with faith, with conviction, we see deliverances, we see restoration, we see restoration in every part of our life, except 
if it so pleases God to say, yes, the assignment has been completed. Otherwise, God, the resurrection life still works even in our physical body till today. And anyone who wants to see great miracles, signs, and wonders must believe in the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You will never see restoration. You will never see recovery where the resurrection power is not in operation because that's the power that recovers anything that the enemy has stolen. When Jesus declared, when Jesus said, the thief does not come, John 10, 10, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But what did he say? He said, but behold, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. The abundant life of God was made manifest after his resurrection. So that whatever the enemy has stolen from us, just as I was praying, you know, when our brother, uh, uh, Ropita gave his testimony, whatever the enemy has stolen, whatever the enemy has attacked, whatever the enemy has touched, the power of resurrection is able to bring them all back again to us. Hallelujah. To restore every part of our life. Abundant life is our portion. And abundant life we will have in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If God chooses to use the medical, the, the medics to do it, it was still his gift. Medicine was still a gift from him. Hallelujah. But the reality is that whoever God does has not healed cannot be healed. Even the doctors know. <laughs> Small sicknesses that you thought can't do anything can become so complicated if God does not have mercy. Are you following me? And that's why it's still a great testimony for us to receive healing even if God decides to use the instrumentality of men. Our hope of deliverance, of healing, of restoration still lies in, in, in God. And in the life that he has given us. Let's take one more scripture. Maybe if I can share one more after this, that's fine. But if not, let's take one more scripture first. Um, the one I'm actually thinking of sharing is, okay. Okay, that's fine. Let's turn to, let's turn to uh, Romans chapter eight. Let's take Romans chapter eight. That looks like the one, Romans chapter eight. In Romans chapter eight, and you will, and many people have received healing, deliverances through just this word that I'm, that I'm reading now. Many people, several lives have received a quickening through this word I'm going to read now. Uh, verse 11, Romans 8 verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised, just note that, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, 
if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also quicken your old king just say quicken, and that what means give life to your mortal bodies, to these physical bodies, through his spirit who dwells in you. If the spirit of resurrection, the same spirit that, that brought resurrection about, resides in me and resides in you, which I know he is, then he's able to give life, life to our mortal bodies. He's able to give us victory in our mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what it is. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, he's able to give life to your mortal bodies. To my mortal bodies, physical bodies, which means the resurrection also gives access to healing, to restoration to our mortal bodies. Let's bow down our heads as we pray this morning. And I thought somebody would be saying, Lord, the resurrection is a reality. Jesus died, surely Jesus died. He rose again. And the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, dwells in me, resides in me, resides in me. I have victory. Victory over death. Victory over the grave. Victory over the devil. And all of his cohorts. The resurrection guarantees it. The resurrection takes away fear from my heart. Fear of death from my heart. Because that's the greatest thing people fear. Fear from my heart. Fear from my heart. From today I'm liberated and I'm free by the truth of the resurrection from death, from fear of death, from him that holds the, 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 that once, once held the power of death, but now it's been stripped, it's empty. And I know the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead resides in me. Now I receive, I receive the resurrection life in my spirit man, in my mind, and in my mortal body, in my physical body, in every part of my body, whether it is my heart, whether it is my heart or lungs, whether it is my brain, whether it is my muscles, whether it is my bone, whether it is, it is the same spirit. That's the power of the resurrection. That's the spirit of the resurrection. It still gives lives today. It still gives lives today. Gives lives today to our mortal body. Every tissue, to every organ. The spirit of him that raised Jesus Christ from the dead still gives lives today. Why not confess that? Why not receive that? In every area of sickness and disease, receive it. In any area the enemy has, has threatened you, tell him to keep quiet and shut up because that Christ rose from the dead. And by the power of the resurrection, you experience victory over those issues, over those matters, over those matters. No matter how difficult they are, the power of the resurrection can bring them back alive again. It's the same power that raised the dry bone, even in the valley of dry bone. That is the same power. That is the same power. That is the same power. Receive renewal of your youth. Is the same power that renew our youth as the ego. The enemy tell you you are aging, you are getting old. Tell yourself and say, I receive the resurrection power, the renew for the renewal of my body, 
for the renewal of my youth as the eagle. I rise up again. I rise up again. That enemy says, no, you will never rise up again. You know, I'm rising up in the power of the resurrection. I'm becoming all that God wants me to be. My days I will fulfill by the power of the resurrection. Threat of the dead, they are defeated. For the devil has no control over me. He has no sovereignty over me. My my life is sitting in Christ and Christ in God. So devil, you you cannot touch me. For Jesus has risen from the dead indeed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. Blessed be your name, our God. In the name of Jesus. Worship in Jesus' name. We have prayed. Father, we want to say we thank you for this day. Father, it has been a beautiful day from the beginning to the very end. Yes, and Lord. We are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm asking, oh God, today, Lord, that you, through the word that you have heard, you will instill boldness, courage, confidence in us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Careful if anyone is afraid here. They are released, oh God, from the bondage of today in Jesus' name. Amen. And having all manner of negative dreams about death, Father, today we release them, even from the bondage to those things in Jesus' name. Abundant life is our portion. And so we declare abundant life over everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. of everything and anything that the enemy has stolen from us in the name of Jesus. Father, raise Jesus Christ from the dead that is is in us and quickening all our mortal bodies, renewing our youth as the eagle in the name of Jesus. Thank you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Go in the power of his resurrection. Go and do miracles. Go and do healing. Go and see signs and wonders done. Name of Jesus Christ who died and rose from the dead. Amen. We pray. Amen. Put your hands together. Amen. 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 Amen.